0: We did lunch today. Yep. Had the old Tav. What do you want? Well, first of all, yep. Let's not pretend like this is normal. Okay. This is the highly anticipated. Ooh. This. Ooh! This is. People, i have like tens of people are excited. People come right? up to me on the. <laughs> when's the bonus episode coming? When's that bonus well, dropping? Guess what? What's that? If you're listening to this well, right now, it's here. It's here. <laughs> Let me find, a realign my chakras real quick. Should I put on a different jacket? I'm wearing the same thing too. Though. <laughs> you should take your shirt out. off,
1: Drew. Let's make the skins versus <laughs> shirts. No, don't,
0: don't know about that. All right. Well, you have puffy, puffy boys, don't you? Yeah. What it is? Go Let's do it. Do it. Uh. <laughs> welcome back to continued conversations i'm drew mercer this is pastor ben that's me that's him uh
1: this is not episode 15 this is bonus episode this is bonus
0: episode okay so i'll say again if you're new to the game typically we're answering questions uh based or loosely based around (laughs) sometimes Uh, it's kind of a throwaway part you know but loosely based around pastor ben's messages this however is different because we get lots of questions Mm -hmm. And some of them just are one word, <laughs> like dinosaurs, right? right Which right. we will answer. Yeah, yeah. Today. Today. Ooh. So uh, this is it. You all wanted. So yeah. We
1: actually are just doing this episode purely for the Instagram reels that are coming out of it. We got to go yeah. famous on dinosaurs, dude.
0: Bro. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and do. You want to go ahead and jump? Let's do it. We don't. Do, we don't need long. Okay. Intro. So I kind of. Oh. Uh, oop. oop. Sneak peek to the first question last week. So,
1: let's let's pause for a second. We have so much bonus material that we do have to say, this is not the only bonus episode. No, no, no. We currently probably at, have three, if I yeah, would say.
0: We're going to do them a little bit differently. Some of them are, like, nice, quick. Yeah,
1: and that's today. Know, we yeah, today a couple we, nice today's quick
0: ones. some really, you know, we're going to cover a lot of different areas of okay. faith, Okay. but... Um, this like, is just hot questions. Uh, we've already told... There's a question that we've been sitting on about heaven mm-hmm. for a long time. We want to take our time with That'll that That'll probably one. be a full episode just about yeah, heaven. Yeah, just about heaven. We'll kind of dive into some different stuff about mm-hmm. that. Um, and then... There was a, am I allowed to leak questions? Yeah, or should delete we questions. Wait? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got asked, uh, what happens to people who don't ever hear about Jesus? And that's probably that's, a half or a full yeah, that'll, pod that that'll itself. take some time. So yeah. And, you know, with stuff like that, we want to take our time and, and make sure we're giving good information yeah, for sure. and that kind of thing. So, so today, today is today kind of is, like hot questions. It's almost like a rapid fire bonus episode. How many we got? Six. Whew. That's the second most we've ever done. That is. Minus the one that was literally rapid fire. We did so, like 14 that day or yeah, something. Yeah, we did a lot It was, a, that day. It was so, wild. All right. So, wild. All right, bonus let's episode. Let's I leaked it. this one already. Oh, yeah. And I know your answer. But, <laughs> but, okay, where did the dinosaurs come in? Now, first of all... Um, I know your answer. I just want to say that the opinions expressed on this show do <laughs> not gonna necessarily <laughs> reflect right. the oh, beliefs I'm, of all of us.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say the same thing. Okay. There are a few questions. Oh, well, let's go to this one, too. We have a question about abortion that we're not uh, answering today. Yeah. And I will very clearly kind of when we get to there kind of show my stance my view my thought biblical Mm -hmm. cultural all those kinds of things and the beautiful thing about collectivist church Mm -hmm. and i think it's a beautiful thing and some of you are like ah, whatever (laughs) is uh (laughs) is we have a very clear declaration around the apostles creed the earliest affirmation of faith and everything else is a conversation for us now a lack of declaration doesn't mean a lack of stance. So there's Mm -hmm. some things that we do have a a unified stance on, but we still decide to handle in conversation. But there's also some things like theological views between, we've talked about this already, between free will and um, predestination. Like we have differing views within leadership and people in our church, and we're okay with that, right? And so um, there will be some questions along the way, and we will always try to give a heads up of like, this is a reflection of me and as the pastor of the church, sure it reflects in the church to some degree, but like we have to understand the context of our church. We have so much space for faith conversations. Yeah. And I will say this, and this will be a, this is an Instagram snippet for you really quick. All right, let
0: me, hold on. Let me
1: Yeah, straighten up. Make sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to have to re-ask this question in just a second, because I'm going to go off for a second. Um, one of the reasons people, this generation that's coming is leaving the church in their deconstruction is because they think it's a prerequisite to have to leave the church when questioning faith, because the church has not become a safe place for questions Mm. anymore. Yeah. And so now they're thinking, if I'm going to question my faith, I have to leave the church because the church is not a safe place for questions. And that is a sad, sad, sad state. Our, the church should be the safest place to have questions and to walk with them. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like pastors are intimidated by questions or something, maybe because of a lack of biblical knowledge. I don't know, like, to be honest, or I don't know, just feel inferior when things are questioned like scripture. And I think it's a sad, sad truth. If you want people to walk in your church and stay in your church, we love people to come as they are, we say, but then we don't let them stay long, right? Because our, our processes don't have room for questions. And so anyways, so all that said, we're gonna give some answers. So okay. give me the question okay. one more time. Okay. All that's in there, but yeah. we're still gonna get it. Here we go. It. Okay,
0: here we go. Where do the dinosaurs come in?
1: Well, not through the front door because it's too small.
0: Yeah. It's a narrow gate. like where do they come into? Like I'm guessing like picture of the Bible. In, in the big picture thing. The big yeah, yeah,
1: the, okay. Okay, I, I do have a theory. Okay, let me back up. There's lots of different views on dinosaurs in there i mean one of them is some reason people left their faith because the church is like you know adam existed you know along with animals at the same time and historians are saying that dinosaurs existed prior to humans and we don't know what to do with that and so people have left the faith and left christianity because of that um, a lot of people my age i was like a big debate like mm-hmm. back in the 90s and the early 2000s and things like that like well, dinosaurs existed for humans but the scripture says that adam was there with all the animals right and so There's lots of different views along the way. Um, You have some of your historical views. There are some biblical thoughts from different people you can find. One of them is, um, you know, uh, animals pre-flood had a pure oxygen. Like, if they they take samples of oxygens that is bubbles that are in, like, those amber resins that Mm -hmm. they have and stuff. Like, it has way more oxygen content than what we currently have. Um, And so post flood if you subscribe to the flooding of the entire earth if it's not a partial flood view for you um, then an understanding that new growth would produce a different oxygen level and things that needed a higher percentage of oxygen because like bronchiosauruses have i think it's bronchiosaurus so i have to go look it up uh, one of the dinosaurs a very large dinosaurs has the nose uh nostril size of like a horse something way smaller than a size but with high oxygen content it would be different, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that's not necessarily my theory, but that's like a theory that goes around that they existed, but then all, after the flood, some of them yeah. couldn't exist. Right, tell right. people what you think. Okay. <laughs> We're getting there, right? Because yeah. uh, I want to give, I give okay. some, some multiple views before what I necessarily <laughs> think, because I don't necessarily think this, but I kind of think this, <laughs> right? Okay, good. Uh, good. Um, so th- so th- that, that's a theory and it. There's lots of theories. Let me, now, let me say before I say my mm-hmm. thought. That prior to 1841, the word dinosaur did not exist. Okay. The concept of the dinosaur, even in 1841, when it was being spoken about, was not believed to actually be real things at the time. They were thought as mythological creatures. But at 1841, there's something we can certainly think currently think of as a mythological creature that at 1841 by most people was not considered mythological, it was considered okay. to be a historical creature, and that is dragons. Okay. okay, So, like in the Bible, there's mentions of dragons. In every culture around the world, in ancient drawings and in everything else, there's dragons, right? In um, the uh, uh, Chinese uh, calendar, there's an animal for for all the different years when people are born, year of the rat, year of the snake. All of them actual animals. And then there's the year of the dragon. It is the only one that within most people's viewpoint would be the non real animal that's right. labeled within it. Um, and so my theory, my theory is now. We're not going to go into a big museum, Drew. Okay? I was
0: about to get into okay, it. Okay, okay. Drew's got some big... I have a theory as well. Drew's
1: got a big museum
0: theory. I think we're finding bones and putting them together, and it's all <laughs> fugazi by the big museum.
1: Big museum, baby. They're going to come after us, man. Um, well, that'll prove my point. <laughs> if you don't hear from Drew anymore... It's big museum. Problem. But if I'm still doing this podcast, <laughs> but somebody else is doing it, I'm a part of the problem. Yeah. right. Like I'm part of big museum, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. We're not going to get into big museum, mm-hmm. but... Um, amazing scientists are putting these things together. Yeah. I'm not questioning that, but it's—they're not finding entire dinosaurs with each other. They're doing great, great scientific investigation. I'm not saying that, but like these things are being built from multiple bones and multiple. Ways. So, anyways, all that said, um, what if dinosaur? What if a rose by any other name is still a rose, Drew? What if dragons and dinosaurs are the same thing? It's fun
0: to think about. It's All fun right, to think let's about. get let's get move on from the from the silly goofy stuff. Fire breathing. <sighs> okay. All right. <clears throat> that was fun. That was a fun. That was a fun opener. Yeah. Now we have some for real ones. Now people have never come to our church. They're like that dude. <laughs> That's so he crazy. Is crazy.
1: <laughs> Let me also state: I would never in a million years preach that, ever, ever. But uh, we will use the TikTok statement. Yeah, yeah we will. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here we go put that on the front end of the TikTok thing yeah yeah okay here we go number two do you think god hears all our prayers even though he doesn't answer them yes and i think he answers them
1: i think that sometimes it's not the answer we want to hear sometimes it's a positioning issue um so back in the 90s we had these maybe early 2000s to be honest uh, it had to be early 2000s because of cell phone commercials, and we were all had cell phones at this point. And there was this uh, commercial that would be like, Can you hear me now? Do you remember that? Like, Can you hear yeah, me yeah, now? Yeah. Good. Can you hear me now? Good. Right. Uh, but we've all been there. Like, every time I drive to Clear from my house in Hoover and I pass by the Shelby County Airport, my phone drops, and like, I'll be on the phone with your dad or somebody and be like, Hey, I might lose you for a second. Mm-hmm. And they know it's not them. It's me. Mm -hmm. It's my position that I'm at. Mm. A lot of times when we don't hear the voice of God, it's not God. Like he's still there. He's still speaking. But we might not be in the position that we can hear him in. And I think position is everything to provision as well. Um, And so that's a different thing. Uh, I think he answers all prayers, whether you hear it or not. It's either because he gave an answer you didn't want to hear. He gave an answer in a way that you were out of position to receive it. Mm -hmm. Or he gave you an answer that required something of you that you weren't willing to do. Jesus all the time when asked to do something like, hey, I'm blind, he would then get down the mud and put it on their eyes and say, now you can see. But many of us, God's like, let me put some mud in your eyes Like now. I'm good. I just wanted to see, like, we don't, we want the provision, but we don't want the process. We Mm. want the provision. We don't want the positioning. And so a lot of our answers, some are like, Oh God always answered. He just sometimes says no. God says yes to a lot of our things that we think he said no to. And it's not that he said no, it's that he asked us to do something that we wouldn't do. Mm. Right. And Mm. so um, like, uh, you know, even the Elijah story about the warrior went to Elijah cause he had leprosy and Elijah didn't even come out and see him and told his servant, told him to go and to bathe. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then eventually his servant told him he should go do that. And he mm. did it and was healed. Right. Like right. God's answer sometimes requires our action. So do I think God hears prayers? I think he hears every prayer. I don't think there's a prayer missed. I think the prayer from the mom who's up late because her ch- child won't go to sleep and she's walking him and that seems like such a minor thing in the world It is still a burden to us and God hears that. The children and countries that are crying out to them in the midst of war and struggle, he hears them and I think he also answers them. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll also say something that's changed my prayer life yeah? before um, is prayer journaling. Yeah, absolutely. Um if you write down your prayers, yes, and you it takes consistency and yeah. patience sometimes. Yes. You can go back and go, "I didn't feel that answer in the moment, yes. but now that I'm reading." What Absolutely. I prayed for, I see what you, you know can what go I mean? back a
1: year later and be like, oh my gosh, everything I prayed for, God answered. Yeah. But Satan will often let you forget. what God spoke to you, um, and so we need to write. I say that, but we take like our church is a writing church. Most mm-hmm. people actually take physical notes because I shame them into it. I'm like, <laughs> literally, I do. I say yeah, like, if God, the God of the universe, spoke to you today, is that worth writing down? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to say something that that is of that is in place of God, but God is meets with his people and he right. will speak and you should write it down. So yeah. I love that. Good, okay. Good addition.
0: Here we go. <clears throat> Number three. Yep. I pastor a church. Not me. Whoever asked this question. I pastor a church. How can my church be as diverse as collectivists?
1: Uh, we don't preach diversity. We preach unity. And that's it. Preach unity. Preach unity. Um, as much as Paul preached unity, preach unity as much as Jesus preached unity. Um, uh, it can be a part of most of your conversations, but you can only preach unity if you're willing to have different voices come together. Unity is not, um, uh, isn't, you, unity doesn't mean there's not uniqueness, and unity doesn't mean uniformity. Unity means that we come around a common thing we consider to be the kingdom of God. um, And we have differences, but we can have a kingdom in common. So we say we're different voices, kingdom common. We set our differences aside. Um, That's why we have people who are far right, far left. That's why we have people from different economical backgrounds. That's why we have different races. That's why we have different upbringing backgrounds, different um, denominations all within our church, because we are willing to set those things aside because we know unity is such an important thing. And when you, preach unity and people get behind that that's when diversity becomes the outcome
0: yeah good here we go what about the other extra biblical texts like what are some that we would think of drew oh uh, you know i love the maccabees maccabees Uh, third uh, corinthians and then probably the big spicy one everybody
1: loves—the the Gospel
0: of, of Mary of Magdalene,
1: the Book of Enoch. We love that. Love everybody, Enoch, everybody yeah. every social media person. Um, Sorry, everybody who's I ever was wrong. everybody who's ever asked me my thoughts on extra biblical text are usually people who don't read their biblical text often. <laughs> And I'm not saying that. I'm sorry, like, I shouldn't laugh. At no, that. no, no. I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I'm really not. I'm just saying it seems to be a trend that people who want to read these extra biblical texts have some time somehow been baited in that the church has not allowed you to read this forbidden text, the mm. scriptures that, that the church doesn't want you to know about, and we've bought into this. Yeah. And here's the thing: like, I think some extra biblical texts can be really good after you've read, read biblical text because the reason it's not a part of the canon and the canonized scripture is not because of, you know, big museum. It's not because right. of big church. It's not because there was some kind of agenda. It was people who came together and said, what of these, are consistent with each other. What of these do we believe were actually given to these people by God, not just good historical documentation, not just somebody's opinion. And these things were prayed over and sought after and sleepless nights to bring together a canonized scripture. You should look at how the Bible is actually brought together and you would trust it even more than you currently do. And um, So these texts are fine to bring in some thoughts, but um, it can be dangerous if you don't know scripture itself. Um, because you would believe something extra biblical instead of something that was biblical. But if you know the scripture, there's some things within it that can give some great insight. And I, I don't yeah. think there's anything negative about it outside of the majority of people that ask me are not people that are reading their current Bibles a lot. Right. And that's not all, but a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. 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 All right, this is the last one. Let's do it. This is five. I lied. I can't count. Mm. Sorry about it. What about things like the holy kiss and head coverings that's what we do at Collectivus every time every day every day kiss me on their way in So I do when I walk in
1: yep I trick people they go to give me the kiss on the cheek
0: you know that's why I, the, that's actually why the uh, lock out there mm-hmm. has so many scratches on it yeah it's cause I kiss it to get in <laughs> and it's real mouthy <laughs>
1: That was weird. And we're leaving it in. Nobody listening or watching has any idea what we're speaking about, but they think that you open doors with your mouth right now. And I yeah. love it. Okay. So, uh, so um, understand the difference between cultural and universal when reading scripture. That does not mean if it's cultural, that it is not relevant, but know the difference. If it's a universal statement, we need to universally apply it. If it's a cultural statement, then we need to contextualize it and ask what does it mean for our culture, Mm. right? So when head coverings and holy kisses are being given, we have to ask questions like what's happening? Is that a cultural thing or is it a universal thing? Heads up, it's a cultural thing, and, um, and it sounds like this question wasn't just asking about those specific things, but about a lot of things that the church doesn't currently do, right? right? yeah. And there are probably some things in the Bible that the church doesn't currently do that we probably do need to be doing. Um, the ones given there, I, I don't think, I think they were cultural, and then we ask ourselves contextually, is that something, uh, like, I'll, I'll, we won't go deep into this, Paul speaks about certain people shouldn't be talking within the context of churches. And the reason I'm going to be a little vague on this because we can answer this another day is because their role was being viewed in more of a godly role because of some religions happening around that church. And so he said, Hey, those people probably shouldn't be opening the word as a leader because they've been put into a role of more of a godly role than just a leader within the faith, right? Being idolized. And so how can we take that cultural that was being spoken and contextualized with us we need to look at pastors and churches that the pastors are being idolized and put in the place of god Mm -hmm. and say you know what you probably shouldn't talk right now because you're being put in the wrong place like that's how to take something that's cultural contextualize it for our current culture and so head coverings uh green each other holy kisses we're being speaking to a cultural situation um why are those things important and also remembering that Paul becomes all things to all people, and that's a really important context to understand when Paul is addressing lots of things. Um, and we also have to understand Paul's writings. There are letters that are either responding to other letters or to messages that have been sent to him. We don't know the full context of some of those. We just gotta start reading our Bible better, man. Like and like understanding Um, why it's authoritative, why it's the word of God, not because we can take singular scriptures and try to take them out of context. Um, We did that with a Matthew 10 passage in our last podcast, but because like when we go into it to read it and it's not hard to read the Bible, Like, you're smart people. Like, you can read books and say, what's universal? What's cultural? You can do research. I'm like, oh, he's writing to the church in Ephesus. Where's Ephesus? Was that mainly Gentiles? Was that Jews? Like, we can Mm -hmm. ask these questions. It doesn't take pastors and scholars. It's simple, like trying to understand the text for the text. It doesn't take historians. It doesn't take pastors. We can do it. um, And we should do a better job at it.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Dude, that's a bonus episode. Bonus episode. (laughs) We did it. We did it. Here we go. And I did 30 minutes, too. Yeah. And then there will be another one at some point. That Hopefully. will be about something else. Yeah. We talked on a lot of stuff. It's a good day. Probably made some people mad with the dinosaur stuff, but yeah. that's fine. Let's see if the audio worked. All right. Cool. All right. Bye.